Welcome into another episode of Campus to Canes premier recruiting podcast, The Official. I'm Chris Moxley. I'm filling in for Alfred tonight as he searches for the easy squeeze purple ketchup that was so popular in the early 2000s. I'm joined by recruiting guru and your regular hosts, David at Solving Football and Matt, big wide receiver guy. This episode of The Official, we're talking player traits, how those specific traits translate to the NFL and to draft capital, a handful of decommitments, and a bunch of really new and interesting commitments. Let's uh, let's get started. So the first thing I brought up at the beginning was we want to talk about player traits. And I've seen a little bit of this because, like, you know, I've, I've seen this show sheet. This is something that, Matt, you've been working on for a little while now. And um, I don't know much about it. So why don't you share kind of what you've discovered and what you, um, you know, what traits are translated to draft capital and NFL success? Yeah, so first up here is the running backs. And I just want to explain the process here real quick. So we got the obvious speed, burst, agility, power, size. Speed is anything from 100-meter times to 40-yard dash times, miles per hour. Burst is anything jumping, so in track, the long jump, triple jump, high jump, uh, and then combine stuff, uh, the vertical, and broad. Agility is just the standard shuttle and uh, three-cone because we don't have any track stuff with that. Power is... Uh, combine bench reps or pro day bench reps, and then any maximum lifting stats too. And also with track, they have the uh, discus and shot. Play. And then size is my combination of length. So it takes either the highest of their height, their wingspan, their arm length, and then it combines that with their BMI. So just a quick explanation there to get that out of the way. Um, and I was kind of surprised with these results. We're looking at the running backs here first. The wide receivers are a bit more interesting, I think. But with the running backs, it's clear, you know, this is to draft capital. So, and this is looking at from any level, really, whether it be their recruits, their incoming pro- NFL prospects. And it's just, it shows what the NFL is really looking at at these positions. So, obviously, speed, everyone loves it. Everyone knows the NFL loves it. It takes up a big part of the uh, the pie chart here, but compared to the wide receivers, at least this is a much more balanced you know layout between the size, burst, and agility. They kind of want you know more well-rounded guys and less specialists, I would say. And uh, the the size part's a little bit interesting because it's not very big, but I think most of the NFL guys are already are pretty big, which is why it doesn't really matter for this case. And the power, especially when you you know about you're about to see the wide receivers, but the power is pretty low. So any of the lifting stuff, it doesn't seem to matter as much the NFL. So for those who are are watching the video, um, you know we got this on the right side of the screen, and and Matt is kind of breaking it down. So I the question that I have is, when you're calculating these, what is this percentage? Um, a total of so what is the calculation that goes into 41.3 percent speed yeah so i was just checking the uh the r2s for each 
uh, athletic group, and then marking down that, and then you know using the total number to split it up into percentages. Gotcha. No, that that makes a lot of sense. This is so that's pretty interesting. Um, so speed and uh, agility. Just to clarify, for example, I think for our running backs, speeds has an R two of 0.17 for NFL draft capital. First has an R two of 0.116. Uh, agility 0.088. Power 0.018 and then size 0.017. Gotcha. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. So that's pretty interesting. Um, you want to talk wide receivers or David? Do you this kind of track with the way you expected as well? Uh, I think the size part is a little bit. Can you just like go a little more in depth on the size part? Because I, I guess I would have assumed that it, that would matter for a running back. Yeah. So I. I think just because everybody that's going to get drafted already or is, you know, in contention to be drafted is already usually hitting that size threshold. So I don't think it, you know, there's going to be as much weight to it. Like if there's more guys, more running back going into the draft that were like 170 pounds, then yeah, it would show up as having more relevance, but there's just, you know, you don't see those guys because they're not going to play running back in the NFL. So I think that's why it's, showing up as it doesn't really matter that much because, you know, it just, it's really, it's comparing guys that are like 195 to guys that are 215. Like, you know, it's in reality, it's not that big of a difference and functionally it's not going to be that big of a detriment to their game. I think, Or at least how the NFL sees it. So is, so less, less variance um, or a lower standard deviation, generally that number is going to be smaller because they're already within that defined bubble. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Want to talk wide receivers? Yep. Pull it up. All right. So the big one here, obviously, as you can see, the power. There's a huge difference between the power for running backs and wide receivers. I'm not totally sure as to why yet. Um, I think maybe it's because if you have that functional strength, they're not going to care about size as much, but, you know, I, I would think size at least would matter a little bit, but I guess within, like you said, with the standard deviation within the bubble of guys who are getting drafted, it's just not that wide of a margin to really matter that much. Another thing on there is the agility is much lower than for running backs. And I, I think that has to do with more with the NFL is fine with wide receivers that are special specialists in certain areas than with running backs where you, know, you only have one running back on the field at a time most most of the time. And you want them to be able to do everything. With wide receivers, you usually have three on the field. You know, Each of them are going to have different roles, and their, uh, their athletic abilities are going to suit those roles with you know how the teams see them. So I – I think that explains why, at least why agility matters less for wide receivers. I really don't have an answer on the power. I double-checked my numbers. There isn't an error in there anywhere. So, I I mean, I just, the NFL just likes strong wide receivers, I guess. I don't really have much of an answer for that. So the bench yeah. press matters. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's the combination of the bench press. Uh, I have a bunch of guys lifting maxes, like, in there, I have Larry Fitzgerald. He had a max bench press of five, 405 pounds, which is great for any position. I think one of the highest I have in the database is Trent Richardson with a 475 for running backs. 
which might be why it's weighed down a little bit more for running backs. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of big, strong wide receivers. So, I, especially, like, if you're a guy like DK Metcalf or, you know, your job is to be big, fast, and strong, you know, they don't really care about how well you move in the zigzag. So, you know, that's just his role. Yeah, that, I mean, you see those three buckets, right? Power, big X, like you're talking about, DK Metcalf, alpha type, agility, a dude who can operate in the slot, line up against linebackers really really easily. First, maybe that's the flanker, the guy that you want to see, um, you know, in a bunch of different roles. And every team wants speed, right? So that that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, when you have three wide receivers in the field, they kind of fit into those buckets, g- generally speaking, obviously, somewhat neatly. It's kind of interesting. I wonder if that had anything to do with Wandell Robin. Like, he was a super contentious player in the last dra- draft cycle. And I'm looking at it. He did 19 bench reps at, a, mm-hmm. at 178 pounds. Like, um. So he's unbelievably strong for his size. I wonder if that if that played into his, um, you know, the Giants being confident in taking him in the second round. I definitely think that could plays a strong part of it. At least you know, because they 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 really they don't want guys that are like Tavon Austin's who are like you know they're fast, they're quick, but they're not you know, they're not anything outside of that. Obviously, you know, we were talking about the roles, but. Wandell can do a lot of those things that Tavon Austin can do, but on the other side of it, he's also you know pretty strong. He can go up and get the ball, and you know it's just having a more complete profile. Yeah, that are that archetype of wide receiver is pretty interesting too. Uh, like a Wandale, Rondale, like those players that can operate really close to the line of scrimmage and have power. Like you were talking about strength, right? Like. Rondale's one of the strongest dudes um, at their deeper position, given his size. So that's a really interesting archetype that, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot more of that archetype be successful at the collegiate level and the NFL level. So that that's definitely something that um, like David said, that probably gets Wondell more recognition than you would have thought. Anything else you wanted to cover here, Matt? Um, no, I think that's about it. We, we have a lot more stuff that's going to come out eventually with this athleticism database I'm working on. At some point, I'd like to have it, you know, publicly accessible to everybody. It's going to be something, you know, similar to like the RAS score, except it kind of incorporates more. And we've already seen in early testing that has pretty high relevance to NFL draft capital in general. Like we're talking, I think for running backs, the R2 is point over 0.2 so and i think for tight ends it was over 0.2 as well so that's something we're gonna try to get out eventually but you know these are numbers all based on that kind of stuff and over you know i think it's over 3,000 skill players i have in the database so this is a pretty big sample and i'm relatively confident about the numbers yeah this this is really cool and you know if you're listening on a podcast i definitely encourage you to check out the video because we uh, we have both pie charts up here for wide receiver and running back, and it gives you a really great look at how these are broken down outside of you know the conversation that we're having back and forth. Let's uh, before we head on to uh, commitments, decommitments, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. The official is part of the Campus Kitten family of shows. 
Recently, thanks to many requests, we are now on podcast. Um, you can find us on the Campus Scan feed. If you're not watching on YouTube, like I said, you should like and subscribe anyway. If you're watching on YouTube, you better be liking and subscribing. Um, we're expanding our reach all across YouTube. We're having multiple shows a day, anything from college fantasy to prize picks to recruiting stuff like this. There's a ton of content being put out here. It's absolutely worth your subscription. Join us on the site. You know, like I said, we're part of the Campus Canton family of, of shows, podcasts, however you want to phrase it. Um, we have three different membership tiers. You can get CFF, C2C, Debbie, recruiting stuff. We have really great articles. Uh, we talked about the free list last week. Super cool stuff based on some of this athleticism data that we're talking about. There's stuff, I think, for everybody who's interested in college football there. Uh, there, there really is. And we have ADP rankings, metrics, tools. For the price of membership, you get everything you need to succeed in any sort of college format. We also have three separate guides. Um, we have one for incoming freshmen that I expect both of these fellows will contribute heavily to <laughs> within the next year. We have one for Debbie, recently released CFF guide, which uh, is a great primer for the 2022 season. Uh, if you sign up for a yearly membership for the NIL tier, you get all three guides for free, including that membership. It's a really great deal, um, which results in your membership being all the perks of the other two for only $19.99. Awesome stuff. But before I go on and on about what we have over there, let's kick it to uh, some commitments. I will, uh, let's start with a commitment slash decommitment. And that is Yazid Hines. He decommits for Penn State. He ran a 4-3-9-40 and then immediately goes to Georgia. What, uh, do we like Hines? Do we think he's a, a quality player? Or is he just a speedster who got on the radar? I think he's just. I think people saw the four three nine. I don't know at what camp he ran that in, but I'm pretty sure he got his Georgia offer after that. But um, his junior tape isn't. It doesn't really stick out to me too much. And he doesn't play nearly as fast as that. Is that four three nine? I don't know how legit that number is, but that's obviously super fast for a high schooler. I mean, you don't you don't, never really see to expect to see sub four four for a high schooler. Like four sixes are is pretty good, you know, at that level. So. Um, he kind of reminded me of CJ Smith from last year, um, a, a different Georgia player. So it seems like they're kind of attracted to that type of player. It's a field stretcher. Maybe it opens up the offense in a way. Uh, I don't, I don't really see an NFL player, an NFL future. And I, I don't know, I don't see much of a contribution maybe in a few years, but I don't love him. Georgia's really stacking up on these straight line speed guys because they have Arian Smith, C.J. Smith. Now they have uh, Haynes. They're also probably uh, – he hasn't committed anywhere yet, but he's pro they're probably going to get Anthony Evans, who has one of the best 100-meter times. He was on the freak list. So it, it's definitely archetype they're going after, and I don't think it's really going to pay off for them. Like None of these guys have shown that much ability to actually play wide receiver itself. And you know we all love athletes here. Dave and I obviously just made freak list. We love – these big athletic guys, but if they can't, you know, show meaningful ability on the field, then it's just going to waste. Then they should probably just, you know, run track instead. Yeah. And I mean, Georgia, like y'all said, Georgia's bringing in all these dudes for 
like the most conservative offense in the country. They, mm-hmm. they aren't particularly explosive. They aren't really attempting long passes downfield. They're opening it up so Brock Bowers can operate underneath. Like, is that is that the goal here? Or like Oscar Delvin Just, a few years? It's it's very it, it, nonsensical for the system that they're running. Yeah, it just feels like it's going to a waste at a certain extent. Because at least, you know, if these guys were playing for like, you know, a downfield system, at least where they had a quarterback that could sling it down and actually get them, you know, those deep targets, then it would make a little more sense. But, you know, it's just a waste, really. They do have more stuff, though, which is nice. He doesn't fit into that category. Any, uh, I, I mean, I guess we're going to think we think that he's behind CJ Smith for now, right? I mean, we have no reason to think otherwise, um, especially if they're comparable. I don't know how any when he gets on the field, especially they're bringing in a lot of guys. Um, next dude, another wide receiver, four star committed to Missouri, Joshua Manning. He's a pretty big bodied guy. What, what do y'all like about him? I, I think he's like a really just smooth athlete overall. You know, he moves pretty good laterally, good in a straight line. He can jump very well, very bursty, and you know, he and it shows up on the field too. He wins contested situations. He's you know he's really just poaching on these smaller corners because he's what six three I believe, just under two hundred pounds. You know, proficient basketball player. He has you know some pretty nice dunks that David showed me. Um, Especially going to Missouri, I think he's going to have a pretty defined role there. They don't really have too many other guys like him you know, coming in with these next group. There's got Marquise Johnson, um, another freakless guy in the 23 class, but he's more of like the smaller, straight line, deep threat guy, where I feel like um, Man is going to be more of the intermediate guy. So I, I, I really I like you. Know, I like his potential future there in Missouri. Yeah, I think he's a decent compliment to um, Burden. Like, I think he'll be a good red zone. Like, obviously, he's on the freak list. His jumps are insane. I think he jumped over, like, 24 feet and triple jumped, like, over 46 feet, I think it was. And he's already pushing nearly 200 pounds. So that's, I mean, that's pretty freaky, obviously. Uh, You know, I didn't see a whole lot of route running at this point, which, I don't know, whatever. He's a junior in high school. A lot of these guys aren't aren't very refined at this point. So that's something we'll have to look at and, and see if he progresses and see what kind of trajectory he's on. So we'll watch him his senior year and, and, it, and hopefully he gets better, but you know, he can contribute even if he doesn't just cause he's such a, he can out athlete a lot of guys too. Yeah. That's a wide open receiver room for the most part. Um, not a lot of competition going to Missouri. Obviously burden was a huge coup for them. Um, you know, he grew up in East St. Louis. So, there was the backyard connection, but Manning Manning could step into some meaningful production, um, especially if he develops like you think he can, especially with his athleticism. Um, tight end, Jackson Bowers, unrelated to Brock, as far as I know. I, I tried to confirm earlier. I did not see anything in terms of relation. Um, four-star kid committed to BYU. That's a team that likes to use the tight end. Um, extensively deployed Isaac Rex. What do we think about his potential? Um, uh, you know, he was at the Elite 11. I, what, sell me on him. Yeah, I got to see him in person. Um, 
he's a really big kid. Uh, somebody joked, one of the media members joked around about how he looked like a one tech because he had he put on a lot of weight and it didn't look necessarily look like great weight. Like he looked pretty chubby, but he still moved really well for being kind of chubby. Once he gets into a college program, like it's fine though. Like he he's probably 245 already. So like he'll get into the weight room, he'll he'll lose some of that baby fat and add muscle. And uh, he's there. I read an article about how they like deemed him. Uh, he plays like a psycho. I don't know. He just plays really aggressive. I watched some of his tape. He loves to block. He's he's decent after the catch. Like he's gonna break a lot of tackles. He has pretty good production already on the high school level. Uh, I kind of like him. And BYU, they, yeah, like you said, they like to use tight ends. They always have like a decent tight end. I don't know if he's going on. A, everyone always wants to ask, like, is he going on a two year mission? I didn't see anything about that. So he's not, he's not. That, oh, he's, he's not. He's okay. deferring his. Yep. So see, there I did, we go. I did a little bit of research before the show. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the recruiting guru, but I I know one, a thing or two. So that's good for us. So I don't know. He see like he's physically ready to go. Like, um, probably not. Like they have a bunch of guys right now, like Isaac Rex and all that. But uh, I guess he'll probably graduate after this year. I know they got somebody else. I can't think of his name right now. But anyways, he in year two probably he can probably get on the field and and do some stuff. I'm gonna disagree with David here slightly. I I really I was not liking the Powers uh, film at all. He looks like, you know, a really clunky mover to me. He's running his routes in slow motion. All of his, you know, he does have some nice pancake blocks, but he's slamming down 160-pound DBs. Like, he's barely doing that much work at the line. You know, he looks like he does have really long arms, which is cool, but, you know, he he looked woefully uh, unathletic to me. So maybe he looked a little different in person, uh, you know, especially if he's moving better with an added weight, like you said. But with the, the film I watched, I was not, you know, I was not very impressed at all. Yeah. To be clear, I don't think like he's an NFL guy. Yeah. To be clear, I was going to say, I don't think he's an NFL guy, but at BYU, I could, they're going to be playing against bad teams. So he might do all right. Yeah. CFF production, I think you know, he definitely could step yeah. up there, but don't see any outside upside personally. All right. Big dude, potentially chubby, pancakes box some DBs. <laughs> Got it. Great, great scattering report. Um, Nathan Leacock, who is a three-star wide receiver, just committed to Tennessee. I believe of all the guys we're going to talk about tonight, he is the lowest in the composite um, by a good amount. What do y'all like about him? Uh, Leacock's been my sleeper for since you know, since right when I started looking into this class, and I was just you know he put up. I think what initially stood out for me was he had really good numbers that popped up in my model, which then you know, lends me to checking him out before a lot of guys. And, you know, he's very long. He's, he can play inside or outside. He played mostly slot last year, but he was also teammates with Wesley Grimes, the uh, now Wake Forest wide receiver. And even playing, you know, second fiddle to him, he still put up a thousand yard season. Uh, he looked very, very good. He's like, you watch his tape in the first, you know, two, three minutes or him catching, you know, just long, deep balls for touchdowns. And that's something I like to see, obviously. But, you know, he's not the most refined, but there's definitely a lot of traits there that I do like a lot. And, you know, he obviously got the bag going to Tennessee, so I love that. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I haven't watched a ton of them yet. I watched a little of them before the show. Um, 
he looked like a good deep threat. He's really athletic. I, I did find a clip of him doing a, a, a backflip, which is pretty cool. But so he's, he's very athletic and uh, his production doesn't look amazing just because he was playing alongside Wesley Grimes from he's the for people that don't know, he was the Wake Forest commit for the last class. So, I mean, it's not surprising like he was a year ahead of him, so he should be better. Uh, but I, I think he's primed for, uh, you know, a big year and probably a rankings bump um, following his senior year season. That's a good guy to keep. Good name to keep an eye on. Uh, big guy too. I mean, he's six three, one ninety five. So he, I mean, I think I potentially like him paired up with Caleb Webb there. That's that could be a uh, a sick combination for that offense. And like you said, they're paying dudes. So if they're paying him, it's it becomes a lot more interesting to uh, to see his three star compared to what you know Tennessee might evaluate him as. So that's a that's a neat sleeper. I like I like that call. Um, the next on the list was Walker Lyons. He's a dude who's going on a two-year mission. Um, he is a very high-end four-star tight end committed to Stanford. Does How much does the mission impact you? I mean, does, does this player even matter considering they're going on a two-year mission at this point? I, I definitely think it matters for sure because, you know, if you're drafting him this year, you know, you're going to have to hold him and wait on that potential. And, you know, but overall as a player, I, I really like Lions. He's probably top five tight end for me just in talent. He, uh, he moves really good. He's a really good receiver. He's blocked. He's just really, very well-rounded overall. And uh, I, I think that can lend him to eventually being Stanford's top guy. But, you know, unfortunately he's going to get drafted late because he's old. And, you know, you're going to have to wait the two years to finally get production out of them of any sort. So, uh, you know, it's obviously disappointing, you know, from our perspective, from, you know, how he's going to produce for our fantasy teams. But I, I do think, you know, he could definitely be a guy drafted maybe maybe even day two. Like, he, he is a very talented player. Hey, I agree with that. He is he is smooth. He's like a little bit worse version of like an Oscar Delp, something like that. He, he's – and Stanford, they do well at tight ends. Like uh, Eurosec is pretty good. Obviously, they had Austin Hooper and some other guys. Um, Kobe Fleener. And, you know, yeah, Kobe Fleener. So, like, David Shaw, he's got this pro-style offense that just never changes, and there's going to be two tight ends on the field a lot of the time. And, like, so whenever he's done with this mission, like, he's a guy that will definitely produce. And, yeah, I could see him getting day two draft capital at some point. He's a stash wait and see type guy. Sounds sounds like. Um, but if he's talented, I mean he's a guy that you probably want to be taking in, in leagues and just keep it at the very end of your bench. Just keep it keep an eye on him. Um, obviously, y'all think he's a good player. Uh diminutive back, Javin Simpkins, borderline four star, commits to Georgia Tech. He's a smaller guy, 5'8, 175, but I assume. If he's on this list and he's a four-star, he's probably pretty electric. So what what's the what's the deal with him? Uh, I, I like Simpkins to a certain extent. He he moves very good uh, laterally and he's very bursty. You can see him; he's shaking people out. He's spinning around people. He's got like he moves like a point guard almost in that way, but he doesn't move very fast in a straight line, which I don't love. And his junior tape, I think it was only four games. Wasn't very impressive. He only had like two, three big plays, and the rest of him are just you know picking up like five yard chunks. 
Uh, he doesn't do very well in contact, as you would expect at that smaller size. And you know, the odds of him getting over 200 pounds pretty low. So that's you know, he's not probably not going to be a guy you're looking at for future NFL upside. But at Georgia Tech, you know, they might feed him, and you know, if he becomes a bad guy there, I know they're still looking at a couple other guys like. Darrell Robinson in this class is guy. I'm pretty sure Georgia Tech would be going after pretty heavy. And he's more of the standard, you know, every down back. He's more, I think he's like 200 pounds, maybe just under. He's more of a physical guy. But even if he doesn't end up going there, I'm not sure if I love Simpkins' potential to be the lead back there, just because obviously the size, the long speed. But he's definitely a fun guy with just how he can move. Yeah, I think um, his size is kind of a hindrance. And also, um, I don't know, Georgia Tech, I just don't get a lot of confidence in that. They don't, they don't seem to recruit offensive line very well, for one thing. Jeff Collins, I don't know. I, I don't know how long he'll stay there. I, I'm surprised he's back for another year, to be honest. I think this guy might just not be a good head coach at all. And they just hired Dell Alexander too, which, I mean, he, he can't be a smart guy if he's doing that. Like he was a wide receiver coach at Notre Dame. The guy was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Couldn't develop. I know that's wide receiver position, but it just goes to show Jeff Collins is a decision maker. That whole program. I just, I, I just like to stay away from it, to be honest. So like size wise and landing spot, landing spot wise, I just, I mean, he might be a decent player. I just, I am not interested. Tell me how you really feel about about the tech program. That's that's uh, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's that's all fair. I would be I would also be surprised if Collins lasted any time after this season. I think that he's just a sitting duck at this point. To to I guess it's lame duck, not quite sitting duck, but he might be both. Considering they're probably going to get trounced throughout the year. Um, last player, also a running back, also borderline three four star, Cameron Cook. Commits to TCU. Um, I don't know anything about this dude. Do we like him? Do we think that he has potential to step into what could be a productive offense? I, I think Sonny Dykes is doing some really interesting things there. Uh, yeah, I I think he's landing in a good situation because of the offense. And they haven't, you know, they got one running back in the 22 class in New Age, Everhart. But he's, you know, Cook isn't huge by any means. I think he's 180. And Everhart's 170, but Everhart at least has really high end speed. Uh, Cook, he's really good at moving laterally. He's very bursty. Again, like Simpkins, doesn't move you know that fast in a straight line. Doesn't have that good of you know working through contact. And uh, he looked like a decent receiver, but I think he only had 10 catches last year, so I haven't seen that much of receiving upside. I just find it unlikely he's the next workhorse for them at running back. If they don't get anybody else in this class, they'll probably grab a transfer. So I, I'm not liking, you know, his potential uh, college output there. And, you know, NFL upside wise, uh, you know, he's not that big and he's not that fast. So as we just saw with the charts, that's something NFL, at least they, they care about the speed a lot. So. Yeah, I think you had him at sub 19 miles per hour or something, which. Oh, did I? I don't even know. Yeah. If you're sub 200 oh, and sub 20 miles per hour, I don't know. I yeah, it's just I don't know if there's enough there to like. And he's not that. He's yeah, he's pretty small. 
Um, I think he just gets lost in the shuffle at TCU. I don't know. I think he was originally committed to Utah State. I, mean, I think that I would, if I were oh. him, I'd consider decommitting. Yeah, G five there. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like it might be more his speed, quite literally, actually. Um, those were the big commitments. Is there anyone that y'all wanted to touch on that we didn't bring up today? That's it for me. Yeah, did you want to touch on great? Jayden oh, Greathouse? oh, yeah, we can we talk about great house. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's probably important, right? Yeah. A uh, high that's, that's one, yeah, yeah, that's one that we missed when he committed. So, yeah, high four start, going Notre, Notre Dame, 6'2, 220, great receiver, very well liked among the campus can community. Sell me on him. Tell, tell me what, tell me what y'all like about him. Date, he's David's going to David's school, so. Yeah, I mean, it might. I could come from a biased perspective here, but I actually, I'm pretty hard on Notre Dame as a, a Notre Dame fan. Like, I'll tell you straight up if I like a guy or not. It doesn't matter. Like, I do like. So I don't like Braylon James. I don't really love Rico Flores, but I do like Jaden Greathouse. Um, he might. He not. He's not the fastest guy. Um, I think he's fast enough though, but he's he's probably one of the more polished route runners. I feel like in this class and he's already like so physically developed, he doesn't really have to do much else. So one thing I wanted to bring up is that um, ESPN just did like redid their rankings and they have him listed as a tight end, which I mean, I get that he's, I get that he's like 220 and he's got like a big frame and all that. And like, he could be like one of those guys that just like keeps growing and he like, he hits the weights and just keeps getting bigger. But like, I don't know. I think he. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll stay at wide receiver. Um, and I like, you know, I like him quite a bit. He performed. He performed really well and had great production in like the toughest league in Texas. And he put up over 200 yards and three touchdowns in the championship win with him and Klubnik. So, I mean, he's obviously super talented. Yeah, going off of you, I would actually argue that he is the most refined receiver in this class. Live watch series. Um, you know, amongst you know the top 100 wide receivers or so, so that, you know his work at the line, his breaks, just everything—it's it's as good as you'd want to see it from a recruit. You know, he's he's not—he kind of breaks the mold for the Notre Dame wide receiver because he's not an uber athlete by any means. He's a decent athlete. I think I got him at 20.1 miles per hour, 19.8, I think maybe around there. Either way, not anything special, but good enough. And you know, he's pretty big anyway. So, I, I'd like to see him drop weight. I don't think he's going to play tight end there. We haven't seen any rumors coming out from you know, anywhere that he's going to play tight end other than just ESPN suddenly ranking him at tight end, which is weird. I don't really understand it. Um, but yeah, I mean, great house. I think he's going to be a consensus top five wide receiver for the C2C crew and uh, a guy that I really like. Yeah, I've seen nothing but praise. Um in our discord uh i know austin likes him a lot as well you know we this is this is someone that we are all universally very um intrigued with so that wraps it up for uh the show tonight again i'm filling in for alfred this week you can find everything i do at chris moxley 19 on twitter obviously you already know matt app a wide receiver guy you already know david at solving football 
everything we do is found at campuscanton.com, uh, Campus Canton YouTube. Come a member, join our Discord. We're talking about these players. We're talking about the impact that they're going to have as commits. A lot of great discussions happening over there. So come join us, hang out, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel to get just great content and more content like this.